whether it be from debris burning, you know, brush, um, or burn barrels getting escaped, you know, on windy days, or or just campfires left left unattended. Some utility type fires, you know, if we get power lines that may come down in a windstorm, and then uh, we do get some some lightning strikes as well. Uh, typically, those are a little bit later summer type fires when our drought codes get higher. When are wildfires most common? In Michigan, our our most common, um, what we consider to be our fire season, is in the spring of the year, um, which is right, you know, when we lose the, the last snowpack on the ground, and it's still before the um, the fuels or the grasses start to green up, you know, and everything is still pretty much dead and dry brown. Uh, that's when it's most susceptible to to burning in Michigan, and that runs usually up until through the end of May. On, on average statewide. Now, when the DNR is called in to help fight a wildfire, how do you contain it? How do you keep it from spreading? Our, our primary method of um, keeping it from spreading is established uh, some form of a control line, whether it be using existing fire breaks, you know, like a road or a, a river or lake, something like that. Um, but we, we fight fire quite mechanically so we have um, bulldozers that we use that have uh, specially designed fire plows on the back that allow you know the operator to to go along the perimeter of the fire and and put the plow down which uh, exposes the mineral soil to help help keep it you know in in check. You mentioned uh, fuel on the ground uh, that uh, sometimes uh, feeds these wildfires Uh, you have to keep a pretty good lid on that too I would think. Yeah, that's the, you know, most fires, that's the primary carrier is the ground fuels, you know, your grass, your leaves, um, stuff that's down low. You know, if you get a, a higher extreme type of a fire day and, and the right kind of winds, you know, you can get into a situation where that that fuel or that fire climbs, you know, up, up into the tree canopies, you know, mostly talking pine type fuels, and, you know, then it'll turn into what's considered to be a crown fire which is actually a fire burning from the tops of the trees from one tree to another, and it advances that way. When that happens, those are those are pretty hard to stop. You know, you got to pretty much wait for them to, to hit a break in the uh, in the fuel so they drop back down to the ground where suppression action can be taken or, or um, air resources need to be utilized at that point because you're not going to stop them when it, it's burning 30, 40 feet above your head. A few years ago, there was a wildfire near Grayling, uh, and uh, it actually came pretty close to the city limits. Uh, You can still see some of the burn scars on the trees up in that area. How did that fire start, and how are you able to uh, keep it from doing uh, much damage to the downtown Grayling area and surrounding neighborhoods? That particular fire was started uh, from a railroad car um, friction, and you know, it, it jumped the expressway I-75 both lanes, and you know, as it approached towards the Grayling area, um, the I think the biggest thing that helped with that fire is it, as it started approaching closer to town, uh, it was getting more into the evening hours, so the temperatures were starting to moderate, and the, and the fire conditions were starting to moderate a little bit, which uh, the intensity died down, where you know the, the crews were able to, to to start getting on that fire more direct and and getting that containment line put in to help um, prevent it from spreading into the into the downtown area. But yes, it did come pretty close to town. 
What's the difference between Michigan and California in terms of uh, why their fires seem to be uh, more severe and devastating than what we see typically here? I think the probably the biggest contributing factor is the the difference in the weather type um, that we see versus California. You know, I mean they're they're much more hotter and drier throughout the better portion of their year. Um, you know, Michigan with the Great Lakes, we see a fair amount of, of moisture um, from those lakes being the form of, of rain or just uh, high humidities. You know, it's not at all uncommon to, to be in the western states and have humidity down in the teens for days and days where uh, we, we just don't see that type of weather pattern here in Michigan, which is a big, big contributing factor to a lot of their larger fires. And then there's a, a, a fair amount of different fuel types, you know. With some volatile fuels in the state of Michigan, uh, you know, jack pine is our biggest fuel of concern. But a good portion of the state forest land and the forest land in general is consists of, you know, more of a mix of northern hardwoods um, and, and some conifers intermixed with that. But the hard, hardwood trees, leaf trees, um, they're not so susceptible to fire uh, like the pine types are. Smoky Bear always says, only you can prevent wildfires. So what can we do? What's our role in this? Um, the biggest, you know, role that people have is to make sure that, you know, for one, they're not doing any open burning without checking and getting obtain, obtaining a burn permit or making sure that the, the day they're looking to burn is a, a good day to be burning. Um, make sure that they're staying in attendance of their fire all at, at all times. Um, so many times a while of fires that we end up responding to, somebody leaves their burn pile so and goes in the house for lunch or something, and the wind gust comes up and, and gets it and spreads it where if they had been right there, they would have been able to prevent that from happening. And then just keeping the you know the right tools on hand so if you do run into a little bit of a problem, you're able to, to address that problem right away when it's small before it gets to be too big and out of control. And what does the DNR do to educate the public about wildfires and prevention? Uh, we we do a variety of different programs. We go into the school systems, and you know, Smokey Bear uh, stops in and visits with the youngsters. And there's you know a, a little educational message that goes along with those visits and programs. Um, we do a lot of interaction at you know local county fairs um, and big big events, you know, some of the, the big camping shows and RV shows that happen in the different locations and and just fire prevention messaging in general, um, radio ads and, and billboards and um, parades and things like that just to try to get that, that image of Smokey Bear and that messaging out there to the public.